after one of the wildest weeks in the NFL this season, one of the wild weeks, wildest weeks that we may have ever remembered, the Sunday card has returned for week number 11. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silverman, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, on the producer mic, Matthew, that was a crazy week. That was the most wild, insane thing with game after game after game, surprise after surprise after surprise. Yeah, with a light schedule out there, it felt like we got to key in on a couple more of these games. Um, obviously, uh, Bills and Vikings, game of the year, quote unquote, which mm -hmm. uh, is a little crazy, but it was pretty good. And then uh, obviously we got the four o'clock dedicated game uh, with, with the Packers and Cowboys. And then the night game was, another. I mean, just a wild, nutty week. Uh, no longer any undefeated teams left in the NFL. No, there are not. No, there are not. And what did we tell you last week? We said probably a good week to take Washington, right? And that worked out pretty well. Taylor Heineke is the the undefeated team slayer. I mean, he's just <laughs> that's what he does now. Did it two years ago against the Steelers. Has now done it again. I believe. Uh, hopefully, our I think our producer Lou got Washington on the money line as well. Obviously, we gave that out as well with the spread in the money line. Love that so much. Hopefully, you all got it. Um, but let us go through really quickly our recap of last week because we've got an interesting show for you. We're going to do 10 questions after 10 weeks, hopefully in 10 minutes, of the NFL so far. But before we do that, let's get into last week. Oh, boy, Maddie! I mean, I just couldn't survive it. I, I, we were waiting for that one week that was going bite to bite in the butt. And unfortunately, you had it this week. One and four for you this week. Three and two for me. Um, got the Steelers, got that rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot, just couldn't rah-rah anywhere else um, with all the rest of these picks. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, detrimental pick six from my boy, Justin Fields. Oh, that terrible. was what I just thought I should have been in all game. Um, losing another head-to-head -head with you doesn't feel great. Uh, I, I hate that. Uh, we're, we're trending downward as far as that goes. Uh, and then really the, the night game, I, I was exhausted that day. I didn't want to stay up for the night game. I end up staying up through and and Shanahan just tucking his tail between his legs, first and goal, just can't punch. I mean, just looked like all of a sudden, you know, Christian McCaffrey had cinder blocks on his feet and couldn't get his way into the end zone, even though he was playing great all game. And that was just brutal to get that by six when I'm laying seven. So that wouldn't hurt probably the most. Heart absolutely ripped out with the one and four. Me, three and two this week. I Like you said, Chicago, I mean, that was a brutal one. With, we both had that. Cleveland just never showed up. I mean, that no. was very, very frustrating against Miami. But like you said, out in Germany, Brady's won on four different countries' turf so far. Love that. I think they did it. And they did it with running. They ran the ball. That was a big thing. Maybe they're back. Uh, Arizona and the Rams, I just got super lucky not knowing who was playing quarterback. I think I'll just take that. Those Green Bay Packers, just when mm. you thought they were dead, Lewis, uh, I, they came right back to life. Uh, first time in franchise history, uh, they were 195-0, and 0, the Cowboys, going into the fourth quarter, up by two touchdowns. And also the first time the Packers <laughs> scored more than 30 points this season. Whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good, as you know. Unfortunately, the under the weather doesn't hit because of the craziest game of all time. I was I was on a train trying to go back to Connecticut or back to Virginia from Connecticut, and I missed the entire sequence at the end there. So, and, and people are texting me, calling me, like, "Did you see that?" I'm like, "That was unbelievable." But obviously, we all know that. So, end up three and two money line parlay. Again, the split 
Indianapolis of all teams wins the bet, the narrative and gets the, I mean, how does that happen? I was going to say, I'm like, I should have just doubled down on Indianapolis. Like, like I should have just taken a straight up money line in Indianapolis, which I ended up getting in after again, had plenty of time to get it in after the first leg lost at nine 30 in the morning, 11 in the morning when the game ended or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, not the first one to say it. Jeff Sunday. Jeff Sunday's here to play. Jeff Sunday. I love that. That is so good. Uh, that That's going to be a whole discussion for the rest of the year on that coaching hire. So far, it's working out for the Colts. Okay. Ten questions for you. After ten weeks, let us begin. I sent you the list earlier. So, mm. Matthew, let us partake. First question for you is, which team with a winning record? Has surprised you the most? I'm just going to answer for Lou here. Uh, the Jets. I mean, uh, I think we're all surprised that the Jets have a winning record this year. Uh, Zach Wilson's still a quarterback. Joe Flacco played a few games, uh, but the defense is outstanding. So it, it's definitely the Jets. I, I agree with you, but I, yeah. I'd rather just keep it in home. I'm going to go with the Giants because yep. I had no clue that that was going to happen at all. I mean, that one came completely out of nowhere. Completely out of nowhere. New coach, quarterback that sucks, or at least we thought he sucks. He's kind of average, I guess, with a new coach. I mean, they have done an incredible job coaching-wise. So I went with the Giants. That's a New York. Let's just say New York. I'll say us disrespecting New York football. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. What about the team with the losing record that you're surprised with? Uh, the Broncos. This is not the Bill Goods that I was sold. I mean, I expected us to somewhat be competent this year. I, I really thought that there was going to be a chance of, you know, 500, you know, they're just so bad. This is, I hated, I hate when your team is the team that's got all the hype surrounding oh. going into this season and we've just been nothing but a letdown. Yeah. The hype team of the year has been overhyped immensely. Um, but I'm guilty of that too, because I hyped the team up all year, said they had a chance at the Super Bowl. The Raiders, the Raiders, oh. I loved the Raiders. I mean, how I have a seven to one ticket that I cashed out last night for like twenty five cents because I'm like they're not doing it. It's just not happening. I mean, the, to, for them to for them to win the division, let alone to win the win the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, the Raiders have just been such a disappointment. I signed so many superstars. Chandler Jones is basically his career is done. Crosby has been okay, but they have no one else that can play defense. And Devontae Adams, I mean, without Darren Waller in the lineup, it's been impossible and even with them in the lineup they couldn't figure it out so very very disappointing especially that coaching staff too all right this one should be controversial of the current afc teams slotted in the playoffs who does not make it by the way all four afc east teams are in the playoffs right now well that's not gonna last dan because the New England Patriots are not going to be end up squeezing into that last spot here. You know, I mean, if I had to go at uh, Lou in the start of it, you know, I, I just, again, they are sneaking in. And I do as much as we were just insulting the Jets a little bit earlier, what the Patriots look like right now with the two quarterbacks, not really sure who's who. And I don't know if they really do anything great on offense. They run the ball pretty well. Ramondre Stevenson's great, but, uh, I don't know. The Patriots, they're coming off the bye week, though. So, again, things could things could change. You say November, December football is where they, they want to live. So, But if I had to take a chance right now, I'm going to say the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's November, December football right there. Listen, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's low-hanging fruit to take the seven seed. It's not going to make the playoffs, right? I'm going right. to give you a surprise. And it's from the AFC East. And it's on brand for me because I went through the schedule. I went through the schedule. 
Listen to the schedule. Stop. I want you to go through the schedule. Okay. This team has Houston at home next week. They're at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at the Bills, three straight. Home Packers might be better than we thought. At New England, Jets at home. That's a tough schedule for the Miami Dolphins, isn't it? It's a tough schedule. And I, at some point, this coaching garbage that this guy has been putting out there, they're fantastic running the scheme. But at some point, the situation's the situation. And December football has never been kind, really, to the Miami Dolphins, especially with a first-year head coach. I want to see it in December football. I'm going to say controversial. The Dolphins aren't making the playoffs. Just stop. I, I want to say it when you're doing the recap. Just when are you going to stop going against the Dolphins and just stop getting them shoving it down your throat? But I, I guess you're signed on for the rest of the season now. The whole season. I've been signed on for 20 years, Matt. Ever since they said, <laughs> this is the year we're winning the division. And even when the Patriots don't win the division, can't do it. Um, of the current NFC team slotted it, who doesn't make the playoffs? This one was hard for me because, I, I, again, it was – it kind of feels like the NFC, this is kind of the, how it's taken shape. I had to go with Seattle here. I Just because I hmm. think, if anything, I, I think the 49ers are going to jump them for the division. Uh, and I, I like Seattle, but it, they're another team that it's like, man, they, they've definitely been overachieving a little bit. Um, I know that they have a lot of young players and rookies that are performing well, and that's maybe why it, they're not getting the respect that they are. But um, if I had to take a chance, it's Seattle. But I, I kind of see the NFC almost slated for how it's going to be in the playoffs right now. Mm -hmm. This one was easy to take some low hanging fruit. So I, I did it. I just, I'm going to be disrespectful again. Team surprised me. So they're not making the playoffs. I think the giants have a great chance of missing the playoffs. And the reason being they played one division game. They played one. They've only played one game against the division against the Cowboys. They lost by the way, they still have the Eagles twice. They still have the commanders. They still have the Vikings on their schedule. It's just a lot of tough teams, and those division games are really, really hard. Maybe they win one or two of those games. Is that enough? Uh, nine wins? Uh, the problem is that there's so many teams that aren't in the playoffs in the NFC that we felt like should be, and that's throwing a wrench into a lot of this. I do think you're right. I think it's likely that it stays the same. I was say, I just I have a hard time seeing the Giants just not like kind of again lucking their way and falling their way into ten wins. They got Detroit this next week, so and we'll talk mm -hmm. about that probably later. Yeah, maybe. Uh, interesting game there. All right, next question. This is an interesting one. We're going to go through these six quarterbacks, okay? And I want you to tell me which ones should not start for their team that they're currently starting on next year, all right? We're just going to go through them one at a time. You say yes or no. Derek Carr. I think he's got one season left in Vegas, so I think he's staying. I think he's out. I'm done with Derek Carr. Uh, Geno Smith. Definitely staying. They're ready to talk about contracts with him. Sounds like he's getting an extension. I'll I'll believe it. Long-term fill-in guy. Matt Stafford. Staying injury plagued year. I think they should be done with him. I think for his health's sake, he should retire. I, that whole thing is going to be weird. I think there's a good chance that that thing could break up. Uh, Jimmy G. I kind of think he's staying. I don't know. I know Trey Lance is. He I, should. I don't know. I just feel like he's staying, though. I don't he know. Should. I, it's, it's kind of proofs in the pudding. He should stay. I know they they tried to upgrade and didn't work, but they got to stick with what they have. Let the kids sit. Daniel Jones. Going. This was right on the fence for me. I, I, I don't know. I think I, this is his last chance. I think he might. I think he might have bought himself another contract. I think things might, again, things might crash and burn the playoffs and be like, all right, well, he's good in the regular season, but not going to get it done when it counts. 
can we upgrade? Plus, the Giants aren't going to have a great draft pick. Interesting. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, last one. He's out. Please, God, get him out of here. Let the Malik show start, baby. Let's do it. Uh, Better game in the regular season. This Bills-Vikings game or that Chiefs-Rams game from three years ago? Chiefs-Rams, it was Monday night, prime time, and that was like, that was like high scoring, crazy play. Like, I mean, things happened like crazy in this game, but it was a lot of like, you know, the botched fumble. Um, and outside of like the Justin Jefferson tire highlight reel, I didn't think there was like the big bomb touchdowns, but that Chiefs Rams game was like just the definition of a shootout. Oh, 100% shootout. I don't know. I saw something in that game that I never saw before, honestly, in the Bills Vikings game. I mean, I've never seen anything like it was like it was like the miracle at the Meadowlands. It really was like that. The old Herm Edwards play. I, I went with that one because I like I you know, I'm a defensive guy and that game was unbelievable, Chiefs and Rams. But I'm gonna go Bills Vikings. I thought that was a good one. We skipped one, as Lewis so kindly reminded me. So let's get back to it. Who is your current NFL MVP? You just you just didn't want to hear my answer, Dan. Tua Tiger. Oh, bye. That is Walla. sick. That's sick. Come on, put some respect on the man's name. That's sick. They're absolutely sick. If anything, Tyreek Hill should, from that team should be considered the MVP. Only had 68 yards last week. Only had, uh, under, had under only, 60 yards last week. Only has 1,200 yards receiving. That's okay. unbelievable. I mean, that's crazy. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to be boring in Prince of Darkness. It sucks. I hate it, but he's playing the best. Yards, touchdowns, leading the league in everything. Every every category, he's top five. Lou, clipped that and said that to Chris Kutso, please. Oh, that makes me sick. I already saved it. Top top five. Five. Top five, number five. Uh, NFL, the NFL Germany was a success this year. I think so. I mean, it was a good time. People singing country roads out in Munich or wherever they were. What's the next country the league should put a game in? I just want more football environments. I want more soccer environments. So give me somewhere in South America. Give me like Brazil. Or Argentina, Ooh, give me one of these soccer stadiums where the, yeah, everybody's going to be singing at in between every quarter and halftime. I love that. Like, give me more of that if they want to adapt a little American football in their lives. I think they could do that in this next country. I am very biased, but I want something at the Roman Coliseum. I want oh. Italy to host a, a host a football game because it's the most warlike game with the most warlike people, the Romans. I think it would be fantastic. A bunch of guys going like this with the with the fingers and the thumbs. I mean, that would just be fantastic. Big meatball sub game. Big uh, doing the azzo, azzo, capiche, capiche, capiche. I love that. I love that. Uh, that would be awesome. Okay, with the amount of stupidity in coaching right now, just tell me who it is. Who's the worst coach in the league? We might have the same answer, by the way. Josh McDaniels. Oh, <laughs> wow. Mean, I, I think that I mean, your guy that you were on so heavily, his record as a head coach after I, – I, I lost the record, but after his, like, 6-2 and two start with the Broncos, he's – statistically the worst coach in the NFL after that short span mm. of, of, of his starting streak. So he is a great offensive coordinator. He is clearly not cut to be a head coach. Right now it doesn't look good. I'm going to go with a different guy who should be an offensive coordinator, not a head coach. Your boy. I, I, Hackett has just been horrible. Oh, horrible. God, I, thought, I thought you were going with the prom king. No, I mean, I, he, was a, he was a consideration. He was my first thought, and then I said – at least he's like, you know, he's, he's dealing with Kyler Murray. He's got a lot of baggage. Like, the Broncos should be way better than they are. I mean, way better. And this guy has consistently screwed it up. 
that, that offensive scheme is terrible. I mean, they're better than the Raiders, and this is Hackett's actual first chance versus McDaniel's second time around. Yeah, but he's been in the league a while. I mean, uh, McDaniel's coaching 10 years ago. I get it. it, it it's a it's a gray area. I, I like it, but I'm going to go Hackett here. Obviously, I'm biased towards McDaniel. Um, yeah. And would you like to change your Super Bowl preseason pick? I feel pretty good with Bills and 49ers still. I'm feeling feeling Great. pretty damn good about it. The 49ers have only gotten better now, like without any you know hopeful Trey Lance kind of turning around. We've got Jimmy in the driver's seat, bringing the bet one of the best running backs in the league. So uh, I'm happy to stick with that. And the Bills are going through their rough patch now. So be good by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about mine. Uh, the Eagles good got that loss out of the way. I love that. And then the Ravens. I think the Ravens are quietly just you know doing their job doing their job as they always do, quietly running the football, winning football games. And now this week, you know, they're obviously going to play an easy opponent in Carolina. I think this has a good chance for the Ravens to go deep in the playoffs finally. They're they're getting healthy right now, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, defensively, offense has taken a couple bumps with the with the, the receivers and, and, and Mark Andrews. But uh, defensively, they're probably going to be the healthiest they've been all year this week. Maybe they need to get a new trainer or something. I mean, every year it's the Ravens with the injury. It's unbelievable. I mean, the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers. Yeah, uh, seriously. Two, the two worst. 49ers losing a Barrett for the year was a brutal one as well. But they got, they're getting healthier too. They get Elijah Mitchell back. I like the, maybe that's the two teams. Who knows? 49ers and Ravens. Yeah, we um, the two. One the two. Let's get to it. Let's do the picks this week. Maddie went one and four last week. I went three and two last week. So. You know what? I'm going to be gracious this week because I feel like I've been picking a lot. I always pick first. So I'm going to punt this week. I'm going to give our friend a chance, a crack at number five first. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, this one was easy for me because, again, clearly I've been led astray in the past couple of weeks. And I've gone against this trend that has done us so well. You fade the Monday night winner, <laughs> and you especially fade the Monday night winner after they win as a double-digit dog to a divisional opponent. But you got to plug your nose because you got to bet the Houston Texans if you're doing that. So we're going to take the Houston Texans plus three at home against the commies. Uh, it's just the Taylor Heineke experience is a roller coaster ride. This is this is what he is at all times. He has highs and he has lows, um, and you can't get much higher than they were last week. And again, they they had a lot of bounces go their way. They, I mean, they had I think how many fumbles did the Eagles have? Like five or six last week. Mm-hmm. Like an insane, insane amount of fumbles that all went to the commanders. So like they recovered, that's, that's an immense amount of turnover luck. Um, and they're just, you know, they're a 500 team going on the road. And I think that this game could be a lot closer. I, the, it pisses me off because the Texans, I was on the Texans last week off the show, plus six and a half against the giants. And that was another game that they could have absolutely closed out. The giants were giving it up and they just, they do have a hard time closing out games, but I, I again, the commanders are not necessarily a great team. Their secondary is really, really bad. Um, as long as they can keep Davis Mills standing upright, uh, I think that they've got a decent chance to to win this game. But I'll take again. It, it uh, just this morning it popped down to three. It was three and a half. Mm. All this week, which stinks, but uh, I got to take the three here. But I got to get back to. I've been I've been not fading the Monday Night winner. It has not done me well. So we got to get back to the principles. Oh, uh, first principles. What we love. On Monday, we love to hate on the following Sunday because this is a mind meld. This is my number two play of the week. Uh, that highly, I mean, I loved this. I don't care. I, I'll stare stink right in the face and smell it. I just love it. And there's no stats I can back you up on. I mean, there's just yeah. nothing because Houston's terrible. But 
I mean, after a huge win off a short week, their second straight road game, I mean, how do you not take this? Everything running well. They got all the calls in the world in that game from the officials. The officiating in that game was as egregious as I've ever seen it. Look, Houston doesn't need to win the game. They just got to compete and run the clock. They got to do what Washington does. They just got to run the ball. That's all they're going to do. I mean, Washington's going to see it. They, the, they saw what the Giants did last week and ran the football. They're going to run on Houston, but Houston's going to run on them. That's what's going to end up end, end up happening. Damian Pierce, angry runner, plus the sharp play, Matt. Last time I saw it, 58% of bets on Washington, 87% of the money on Houston. I don't know if that's changed at all overnight. But I saw that last night. It's 85% of money on Houston. Still, okay. still the same amount of ticket. I said, that's the one stat we can give you. I don't have a lot of stats here, but we are on the sharp side here. The, 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 the money is reflecting it, so. Uh, happy to be on that side with them. Oh, there, there's a good chance we could be on a lot of mind melt this week because there are some juicy home dogs this week. Yeah, and I said there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of kind of you know sharp plays, a lot of sharp action, moving lines here. I think that we both are are peeking out. So I love it. Uh, number four, Matt. Number four here. I don't. I hope you're on this one with me. I hope you are. It's ugly. And again. These games are playing on Saturday, but Jeff Sunday is coming to play here against the Eagles. I know, I know, I know. The the, oh. the Colts have been putrid all season. We get them. I know they just beat the bottom barrel team of the league one step above Houston in the Raiders last week, who was a dumpster fire in their own right. But it, the Eagles right now are hurt, and I think this is going to be a lull for the Eagles. I think that they have they, – they took a couple injuries uh, – no, uh, Dallas Goddard is going to be out. Jordan Davis has been out, and he has been a huge impact mm. in that defense. And there was changes to the Colts' offense last week. Again, Jeff Saturday comes in. He puts Matt Ryan back in because he's like, all right, Jim Irsay and Frank Reich doing this Hail Mary attempt with Sam Ellinger here. Like He's clearly not a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's not necessarily fantastic, but he has experience in this league. And if you get him some decent coaching, you get the ball out quick, and – you get back to running the ball with Jonathan Taylor really efficiently. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was awesome that last game. He had uh, 83 yards before first contact. So that's not a credit to just him, but it's a credit to the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line rated, PFF rated, the best they have all season long. Uh, Ryan Kelly had his best grade since week one. Quentin Nelson had his best grade of the year. Our man, the left tackle, Raymond, who we said has just been brutal. He didn't allow a pressure last week. It's the first week he hasn't allowed wow. a pressure all year. They only allowed f- four pressures in zero sacks as a unit last last week. And again, it gets a pretty decent pass rush with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones is for the uh, for the Raiders. Chandler Jones not been so great, which I kind of mm-hmm. said earlier, earlier in the year, and you did not believe me. Mm-hmm. But um, and like I said, I just think that the Eagles are getting banged up right now. This might be a little bit of a slip for them. I mentioned Jordan Davis out. That is the worst possible thing going against this Colts team that's going to try and run the ball now. The Eagles with Jordan Davis, 3.8 yards per carry. Without, they're allowing 5.1 yards per carry. That is a big, big difference. And not to mention, this, they fall in the sweet spot of the underdog this year. These dogs between 3 and 10. And we have a total under 47. Dogs of more than a field goal with a total under 47 are 46-19 uh, against the spread. That is 71%. Uh, I believe that is since... Oh, three. I didn't write the year down, but um, like I said, no Dallas Goddard, which is their number one weapon against zone, uh, which we know is what Gus Bradley's going to play for the Colts. Uh, AJ Brown rolled his ankle last week, said he's going to play, 
but his numbers are are average against zone. He is much more of a man beater with the athletic freak that he is. Uh, I think that the Eagles are going to hit a little bit of a downturn here, just like you've seen the Bills do in the past couple weeks. Not saying they're not a very good team, but this Colts team catching almost a touchdown at home. Again, another number that I wish was at seven, but we're sitting at six and a half here as we record on Thursday morning. So uh, I just think that there's been enough changes and you get Jeff Saturday coaching his first home game. You don't think the fans are going to be hyped up to have Jeff Saturday back in the building? I mean, I think this is a great spot for the Colts here getting six and a half. I think they're hyped up, but Colts fans are notoriously quiet. And the other thing is, I mean, it's great. Coming off of your first game and the Eagles, the only thing I could see is the Eagles are on a short week. They're, they got to travel now to Indy, an unfamiliar place, indoors. The, my question is, how does Indy stop this RPO action game? Because it was working for Philly against Washington. I, it just they were never on the field. That was the problem. I mean, they just controlled the clock. They had the ball for forty minutes. So yes. you know, if if Indianapolis can do that, God bless them. I, I think it's going to be hard to beat the Eagles two weeks in a row. That's going to be difficult. Maybe they cover though. Maybe they cover. I don't know. Don't got to win. We got six and a half points to, to to play with here. But again, that's the same exact game that the Colts want to play is control the yeah. control the clock with Jonathan Taylor, run the ball and get the ball out quick with Matt Ryan. Going to be interesting to see how Jonathan Gannon reacts to, hey, we just got our faces stomped and butt through a train named Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, all those guys. So we'll see. We'll see. You got to ride that one along. I, I'm, I'm off of that. I, I, Fletcher Cox said last week he is tired after the I'm, amount of snaps that he played last week. So, again, short week for him too. I bet I he know. is tired. He's played football 10, 15 years. I bet he's tired. Uh, let me give you my number four pick. I don't love this pick, but you know what? What's better than a couple of three-win teams with no chance of winning anything and just going to this game, going to this team that, you know, typically has a home field advantage, hasn't been great the last few years because of the quarterback situation, but this is just a bet against the Rams. I'm taking the Saints minus three and a half. I think that this is one that is my one favorite that I really, really like. Look, at the end of the day, the Rams have the worst start against the spread as a Super Bowl champion since the 97 Packers. They are 2-6-1 and one against the spread and now have no Cooper Cup. The one thing that was giving their offense any life at all. And I know the Saints are the hardest team in the league to gauge. I mean, they're like 3-7. and seven. They, they have just no identity whatsoever. But at least they play defense. I mean, they their defense doesn't get a ton of pressure, but they're excellent in the red zone. They are fifth in the league in red zone defense. We also know that in the fourth quarter, they're really good. They score the fourth most points in the fourth quarter per game in the league. The Rams are 31st in that category. Rams, again, like you said, like we've said all year, they like to play one half of football. They are content with their Super Bowl title. I think there's a chance that this whole thing could get blown up at the end of the year. It's really bad. And it's not just Cooper Cup on the injury list. The O-line injuries have stacked up. I don't think that's going to make a Stafford return any easier than it is. I think he will play in this game. I think he practiced yesterday. New Orleans does have an outside chance at their division because the division is so bad. I don't give it big, but at least they're playing for something. Rams are playing for nothing. So let's grab a po' boy and let's lay some points down in New Orleans. 64% of the bets are on the Rams. 59% of the money on New Orleans. It's not a great game. I don't have a ton of stats for you, but the Rams are just a dead team. So I'm taking the Saints minus three and a half. 
Yeah, this this is just outside of my five. This is this is a heavy lean for me because uh, I again I wanted to put him in there. I had nothing to back it up again, like you said, and uh, I just couldn't kind of really get in the numbers. But to back it up is just we know that the Rams are horrible, and they're horrible with Cooper Cup. Like, what are what do they do well without Cooper know. Cup? I, who do they have at the skill positions here? I mean, uh, maybe Allen Robinson can finally step up. Lou, maybe you'd like to see that for your <laughs> fantasy team. Uh, Van Jefferson is back, but like. Can't run the ball. No threat of the best wide receiver in the league. Like, what are they going to do on offense? It's it's bad. And I think the Saints are going to get – Saints have been injured past couple weeks, too, on defensive side of the ball. They're going to get a couple guys back. So, uh, I agree. I just I just don't know what the Rams are going to do well, really offensively or defensively, no. uh, in this game without Cooper Cup. And the Rams aren't the only team due for a win. The Saints need a win, too. They've lost, like, two in a row. I think they've lost, like, five of six or five of seven. I mean – they really could use a win, so I'm going to go with Saints here on a low spot. Number three, Matthew. I was going to wait on this one because I didn't want to spoil your fun, but maybe you're just not allowed to take this. But you just tipped your hand and said it's the only favorite you like. And I got a favorite that I like this week because this line just doesn't really make sense. And I know, I know, Lou, that they should have beat them a couple weeks ago. Let's go. But the, but the Patriots being just three-and-a-half-point favorites – at home, after they were just three-point favorites on the road about a month ago, just doesn't make any sense to me. With Bill Belichick coming off the bye, after the Jets just had their biggest win in the past five to eight years, I just got to take the Patriots here. I hate this hook. This hook was almost scaring me off, but I, I just the numbers are just too good to back it up. Uh, like I said, obviously they had that call back. Mac Jones picked six the last time they played. Uh, in metal life, but a lot of things happen in these games. Um, and again, you have an, you have a, a team coming off of a double digit loss or a double digit uh, uh, dog game where they won. Sorry, fumbled over yeah. my words here. They covered as a double digit dog. They won that game outright. Uh, those teams in the following week are 25, 15 and one against the spread um, favorites of a field goal or less. Uh, which again, this is at three and a half now. So this, I think this is going to come back down to three because uh, they're hanging, they're hanging Patriots right now at, at minus three and a half at minus one Oh two is what I'm seeing on the book. So I think that's a key indicator. It's about to come back down to three. So I'm waiting to see if I can get that favorites of a field goal or less on 14 days of rest are 49, 28 and five at 64%. Bill Belichick in games with a total below 40, 31 and 10, again, 10 and one against the spread. That is 70. 6% uh, and Bill Belichick as an eight point favorite or shorter against the Jets in his career. 15, five and two, 75%. The Jets are able to thrive on teams that need to throw the ball to move their, to move, you know, their offense along because they've got phenomenal corners. Sauce Gardner is just already a top five corner in the league. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic. He's winning defensive rookie of the week. I think every week he's got like four this year uh, through 10 weeks. So, but Patriots don't have to throw the ball to move this offense. They they throw the ball short. They're going to run the ball. Uh, they got both their running backs should be pretty much full and healthy with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who's been fantastic. So uh, I just think that this line doesn't make sense. I have to take this on principle alone, uh, not to mention that New England has won 13 in a row against this team. How many? 13 in a row, 12-0-1 against the spread in that stretch. So I've just got to take the Patriots here. They've won 13 in a row against the Jets. I didn't know that. I mean, that's I'm, I'm sorry, Lewis. I didn't mean to get him going on you, Lou. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Devontae Parker back this week as well. What do you think? What's Bill Belichick's record as an offensive play caller? Uh, one and all. 
Zero and zero. Zero and zero. It might be one and zero this week. There's a chance that he might be calling plays this week. Interestingly uh, enough, so he's going to take credit now that they actually have it figured out after a little he's, while. He's so like everything is so topsy turvy with Patricia and everything that there's a chance he could call plays this week. So that could be interesting. Uh, it's in my lanes. It's in my lanes, and it, it was always in my lanes. Well, fourteen days prepared for Zach Wilson, who he already dominates. Uh, in his short career already. It's just, it feels like, again, and Jets won five of their last six. Maybe they're a little overvalued right now. Yeah, well, I, I just chalk it up to two weeks to prepare for a team that he absolutely despises. So, and, and you know, they want to kill them. So, kudos to you, my friend. I like that one. Leans minus three. I'd say get it at three. I'd say yeah. get, if you can I, get a three, that's much more I, comfortable. I, I think you could wait around and get it because I, I, I think come Sunday, everybody's going to see Jets hang at three and a half and really hit it hard. Um, but it also it could pop as, as by, you know, late Thursday, Friday for sure. Because like I said, that money, the, the, the tickets are coming into the Jets, but the money is heavy on the Patriots right now. If I can give you those numbers, it is, uh, I'm oh, sorry, 60% of the tickets are on New England, but 77% of the money is on New England. So, we might not get back to back down to three and a half, but you know, it, three and a half or four, I think you're kind of splitting hairs anyway. So to try and wait to get to three. That was part of the reason I didn't take them is because I didn't seem like a sharpest play to me. It was earlier in the week. If it's at three, so I like it. Uh, my number three. Oh man, I, I mean, you're going to give me a chance to bet against this team. I love betting against this team. Uh, look, let's just get down to brass tacks here. One of these teams covers all the time against the other, and they're a divisional home dog, and they're playing on Sunday night. And are you kidding me with this? I love the Chargers this week. I love them. I love them. I love them. I hate them most of the year. I absolutely hated them most of the year. But they've been favored for most of the year. And now the market has finally reacted and put them as heavy dogs, which they should be, and now they're getting value against the Chiefs team on Sunday night football at home. They always play these games close. And you're giving me five and a half points. Five and a half points with the Chargers. I love this. This is right where you want to take the Chargers. Lest we forget the last time these two teams played, Justin Herbert went off 33 of 38, 334, three tutties, had the one bad pick six that lost them the game, and then still almost won the game. The Chargers controlled that game. They outgained the Chiefs. They outpaced the Chiefs in time of possession. They did everything they needed to do to win the game. Plus, maybe, just maybe, they might get back Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, or maybe both this week. That would be fantastic. Both were limited in practice yesterday. Hoping Allen, who was this close to playing last week, finally plays this week. That is going to boost them. Also could get Gerald Everett. Uh, coming off of injury, DeAndre Carter coming off of injury. They are going to get reinforcements here. And I know that Mahomes is very good in prime time. But as a favorite of three and a half or more in his career, he is 28-31-1 so far in his career. Justin Herbert, as an underdog, is 9-5 and five in his career. Pretty good. This is a battle. Herbert getting reinforcements should give the Chargers an extra boost, who in some way, shape, or form somehow are 5-4. and four. I don't know how they have done that with how bad their defense has been. Now, the Chargers, they've covered against the Chiefs in five consecutive games against them. Make it six. 
maybe even win the game outright. We'll see. 53% of the bets on the Chargers, 75% of money on the Chargers. Bolts, light it up on Sunday night. Yeah, the injuries to the receivers is the only thing that's keeping me off this game. Um, because again, I, I also, I hate, I've been hating the chargers all year. They just, they've been just poo stinky for me all year. I just have not been able to pick a chargers game at all. Correct. And, um, with the ambiguity of when we're recording this show, as far as regarding those wide receivers, I think that makes all the difference in the world because I just don't think this, this offense hasn't been just efficient enough. They've had a couple explosive plays with, with Carter, um, and with their other rookie, uh, but yeah, Palmer, yeah, Palmer, um, But they, uh, for me, I just, I got to see that injury report. So right now as we record it, I can't take it. I agree that this is the side um, if they at least get one of those guys back. But yeah, I mean, obviously both would be, would be the game plan. So ideal. It would be ideal. Number two, Maddie, I think we're starting to creep towards maybe another mind melt here. I mean, if we're talking home dogs, <laughs> we just got to go right back to it it's the one per the one my one guy who kept me from from having putting up an, a goose egg last week Let's the go. one team that kept me above water here and it's the pittsburgh steelers and they are a home dog again plus four uh, against a divisional opponent in the cincinnati Bengals. uh not to mention the fact that they have done very well against the cincinnati Bengals in recent history they have won 12 of the last 15 against this team outright uh tomlin We'll give it again. I say it every time I pick this. Tomlin is a dog. Uh, and this is after week five. At home, he is 14-2-1 against the spread after week five. Uh, and then just all, all weeks of the season uh, against the spread in division, uh, he is 19-3-1 against the spread. I mean, he is the best dog head coach, him and Mike Vrabel. We love it. Uh, not to mention, like you said, they are in the sweet spot for the dogs this year that have been just covering at an unbelievable rate. Dogs between three and 10 points uh, in division are covering at 16 and six against the spread. Um, it is going 20 and four against the spread when a sub 500 team is playing a 500 team or better. Both of those trends apply here. TJ Watt makes all the difference in the world. I mean, the, just look at every category. I mean, they – they lead the league in sacks when TJ Watt is playing and they are like bottom 10 in the league when he is not playing as far as sacks, pressure rate, all of the above stats. I mean, he is defensive player of the year. He is a huge difference maker. Jamar Chase is still going to be out. Uh, the Bengals still have some defensive injuries that are lingering. They might get a couple of those guys back, but again, they might not be hundred percent and they still, some of those guys might not suit up come Sunday. So give me the Stillers here at home plus four. I don't like it, but it's the right side, and it's also the terrible side because the terrible towels will be waving plenty. I love it. It's a mind meld. Plus four. I knew exactly where you were going. I kind of had that just kind of signal. I could see it in your eyes. I said, that's a Mike Tomlin week this week. It's right there gleaming in his eyeball. You're not just wrong. You're not just right about you know Mike Tomlin, divisional dog, all those things. As a home dog against his division? 5-0-2. 5-0-2. I mean, it's unbelievable how good he is. Now, Cincinnati's playing better. We know that, right? Coming off that bye, maybe a little sleepy. Still don't have Jamar Chase. Let's remember that. And like you said, TJ Watt, man, just makes all the difference in the world. You remember last time these two teams played? They had seven sacks. 
against Joe Burrow, against that offensive line. He only had one, but he created three for Alex Highsmith. So I really, really like this. Plus, the Steelers are also giving up just 4.1 yards per carry. That's sixth in the league. Um, first principles matter. And he's the number one first principle. He's the first best coach as a dog. So let's do that. I think, what do we say what the numbers were? Because I think I have 56% of bets on Pittsburgh, 95% of money on Pittsburgh. 57% of bets of right, okay. right now. Okay, there you go. So I, I think this is gold. This is this is black and gold. I love this one. Put our hard hats on. Go to work for Mike Tomlin. Love it. Now, all right. So I'm I'm going to number one. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a home dog, but if you're talking, I know where you're going. All right. So if that's where we're going, and I hope you're not. But this is the moment we've all been waiting for, Dan. We've been waiting on this for a couple weeks now. We said it a few weeks ago that we had our targets on another fraud team in the NFL that we got to take down. And it is the Minnesota Vikings because they (laughs) are just getting away with it over and over and over again. This team is middle of the pack in most stats here. So we're taking the Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half on the Mm. road against Minnesota. And that alone, the book hanging – Dallas, as a favorite, should tell you that they don't give a damn about a record. They don't give a damn about an 8-1 and one team. They're not better than this Dallas Cowboys team. They rank worse in just about every category. They just entered the top half of the league in DVOA this past week when they played the Bills. They are 16th now in overall DVOA offense and defense combined. That doesn't sound like an 8-1 team. That sounds like a team that has won all of their games by one score, which they have. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are also elite in pressure rate, uh, which we know. They are second in the league in pressure rate. This Minnesota offensive line, 30th in the league in pressure rate allowed. We've been waiting on this. We were hoping, you know, again, we I was hesitant last week with the Bills. I, I almost wanted to take that three and a half. I'm glad I didn't because, again, but so many wacky and crazy things happened in that game. The Justin Jefferson catches on fourth and 18 <laughs> and fourth and a million that had to come through. Uh, the fumble on the goal line. I mean, th- what they've gotten away with in there and in, in the past two weeks with these wins has just been absolutely crazy. Uh, and I think that, you know, both these teams kind of want to play the same game plan on offense. They want to run the ball, control the clock. Uh, both these teams are top seven in the league in time of possession. The Cowboys are better uh, in time of possession though. And I think that they execute that game plan better than the Vikings do this week. I think their offense, again, weird week last week for them going into just a, just a perfect buy low sell high. Again, the two, the two probably premier games of last week, you take the loser of one and you take the winner of the other and you flip them. I mean, it could not be a better opportunity to have a buy low sell high after the Vikings just won the, again, quote unquote game of the year. So give me the Cowboys here laying the one and a half on the road. You know, here's what I'll say about this game, okay? America loves stars, don't they? They love stars. We got this new team. That's the new stars of the league. They're fun. They're likable. They're winning. Ladies and gentlemen, America loves stars, but they love classics too. And like it or not, There's only one team in the league that wears the star. America loves stars, but America's already got a team. I'm right back on it with a mind melt. I love it. 
How about them Cowboys? I tried to throw you off the scent with the favorite thing. Um, I love this. This is my favorite. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I said, yup, 100%. I said, that line stinks. There's no way the Cowboys should be favored. I love it. That's amazing. Best start. I, we Everything you just said. Everything you just said. Minnesota has gotten the luck of all luck this season, just like the Giants a few weeks ago. It's their best start since 2009. They've won seven straight, but they've only covered in three of those games. <laughs> That's what's so weird about this, this thing. They're a great story. They're a, they're a great story, no question. Kirk Cousins in October or later as a home underdog is 1-3 against the spread and 1-3 straight up. After a straight-up win, Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback against the spread in football. He is 27-36-2. and two after a straight-up win against the spread. You mentioned the line. I love that. I think that's the huge part of it. Parsons, Lawrence, all coming after him. If you get him off of his platform, he is not going to make plays. That's the name of the game here. And the Vikings' defense is still not very good. It's just still not very good. It's very average. Dallas' offense with Dak back, now fourth in the league in offensive DVOA since his return. I mean, they're doing very, very well. Like you said, that was a scheduled loss last week. You could see from a mile away. Seven straight wins for the Vikings by one score or less. Sorry, but the luck is running out this week. The luck's running out here facing that. And that's Dallas. I love the Cowboys. 53% of the bets on the Vikings, 77% of the money on the Cowboys. You have to do it, Matt. It's a first principles. It's a luck. Luck, luck all the way through, and a rare Dallas non-public play here for the Cowboys. You have to do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I believe this is another one that tickets and money are in our favor here. Um, 53% of the bets on Minnesota, 77% of the money on Dallas. A big, big delta there for the, the split in tickets and money. It's it, you literally can't script a better buy low, sell high. Like I said, I, those are easily the two premier games of last week, wow. and, and two very public, you know, two very high public teams that are that are in the news and in the talk all the time. So I, I just I love this spot. We were waiting on this for a long time. We we the three these three right here. I said these are going to be mind melts. I just knew I knew that we were going to be on the same Dallas, Houston, Pittsburgh. That they all check the boxes of like. First principles, first principles, first principles. And and I knew that we were both going to be on them. Yeah. And again, last week, I, I, I was I was obviously disappointed after last week, one and four. And I'm like, man, what went wrong? But a lot of public sides ended up coming through. Like I said, yes. a lot of crazy things happened last week. It was a good week for the public. So I had to tell myself, you got to stick with what you've been doing all year. We've been still been hitting it over 60%. Me and you, uh, again, I've tied up the season as far as record goes. Uh, so it's just, you got to stick with it. The those weeks are going to happen every once in a while where, again, all of the craziness goes on. But uh got to stick with it this week. And I think that we're, we're, we're staying true and we're staying on uh, what we know is going to going to work in the long run. Mm, I love that. I love that. Sticking to it. Let's go to the lanes. There was one other game that I immediately bet because I said it's first principles. I have to do it. And then I forgot that the game was in a neutral site. So, And it actually made me feel better, though, about it. I like the Cardinals. I like I, the Cardinals. I do because the games in Mexico City, they're not at home. They stink at home. 
Uh, they're playing San Francisco. I believe I got them plus seven. I think they're down. They're up to seven and a half or eight now. Um, I, I still like it. I still like it. So, I, or no, I have seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half, Arizona. I like that one a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm i blinded by San Francisco. I know that this is exactly a spot you're supposed to take the Cardinals. But, again, it, talk about just a team I love in San Francisco, even though they snake bit me last week. I was I almost thought about laying the eight, like trying to double down on, oh, on, laying, on laying them as a big favorite again. But uh, I, I can't do it. And But this – I honestly might be more worried if Colt McCoy plays this game because we also don't know if Kyler's going to be back, hamstring injury. Uh, if, if Kyler were to be suiting up come Sunday, I, I think I probably will lay the Niners because again, when he starts having a lower body injury that he can't be as mobile and that's the only way he produces any good offense right now, uh, Hollywood Brown might be back, but I don't think he's going to be back to hundred percent either. So I, I hate, I just hate betting this spot. I agree that, you know, they're away from home. So it's a little better for the Cardinals, but, uh, yeah, this is just, I, I, I have not had my pulse in the NFC West like I had previous years. So yeah, we got to stay with Matty Waves. Matty West Coast is not here to stay. So uh, we're backpacking through, backpacking through the Midwest right now. But, well, why, but like Tijuana, Matty. Like I feel like this could be Tijuana, <laughs> Matty. And you could just come right back, have a little sip on the beaches of Puerto Vallarta, a little Cancun action. Like this is a good one. Like this is, this is mariachi band, Matty. I like this one. Arizona, like – and this is the same spot as last week. San Francisco is a favorite – can't do it like they're like it's like the Chargers is a favorite can't do it like it's just uh, I don't know and then my other three I gotta lay the 12 with Carolina the 13 with Carolina I mean I gotta take those points I gotta take those points Matt I got to Baltimore coming off the bye like but we I love Lamar Lamar beats the crap out of bad teams and again I and I think that this is them coming off the bye and I think that they're they're tuned up and again I was just gonna say that's Baker Mayfield over there they've had success once since Matt Rule with P.J. Walker. They have had not had any success with or without, no matter who the head coach, with Baker Mayfield. Not to mention that the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh, very familiar with Baker, all of his tendencies. Uh, again, it's a different offense that he's running now, but they've seen him twice a year for the past you know few years. So uh, I think that this is a spot that the Ravens could, could just smash. Uh, and again, this is a, it, Carolina likes to be able to get after the quarterback. I don't, They're not fantastic against the run, so I think that this is just... I don't know. I, I would think about laying. I would lay the big number with the Ravens. They they just love to smash bad teams. Ah, that see that one was almost Arizona was like six, and then that was like a consideration as well. But I couldn't lay. I couldn't put my record with Carolina at this point. One other one I want to ask you about because I like New England. I put them in the leads. I like Detroit. I don't know why. Oh. I like Detroit, and maybe I'm stupid, and they just got lucky last week. But they've won two in a row, and now. I don't know. I don't know with the with the Giants and everything. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think this is another team that you're blinded by. I, I was going to be on the Giants this week. That's that's probably my one that's just out of my contest is laying the Giants. Giants at three because again, the Lions have won two weeks in a row. They just won their first road game under Dan Campbell. Like, let's not forget who the Lions are. I know that they. I know that they won. Uh, my my man Ivan at work is a, is a Lions fan. I have a Lions God, fan in my life, and he is, he listens to the show. And he he said, "Got to keep disrespecting him because he's going to the game this week." And we've been disrespecting when they've been winning. So uh, I, for his sake, I hope that they win. And I didn't pick this game. But uh, Saquon Barkley was just old school last week. 35 carries, absolutely running the ball down their throat. And if they want to do that again this week against Detroit, good. Like, they're not going to stop them. I mean, Detroit cannot stop the run. And I think that they, again, just lean heavy, heavy on Saquon this game. 
uh, and they're able to get the job done. Because again, this this Lions defense is brutal. Think about what they had to have two weeks ago with the Packers just having the worst red zone offense to get three red zone trips in the first half and scored zero points out of it. Uh, and then last week again, Justin Fields, Jim most untimely pick six. Uh, that left them in the game, a missed extra point at the end of the game that could have set the game to the overtime. I mean, they've had a lot of things go their way in the past two weeks. So I, I would I would lean the Giants here. I want to know why this is such a sharp play. Because, like, 60% of the bets are on the Giants. 66% of the money is on the Lions. And I don't really know why. It doesn't really make any sense to me. But I, I do think that the Lions are starting to find something, getting Swift back involved. They're scoring a ton. I just wonder if I wonder if the Giants I wonder if the Giants are going to score enough here and, and they should, probably should. I mean the Lions defense is not very good. I don't know. I just I think the Lions just keep up with teams and they stick in games and they're annoying. That's all. I guess I guess that's just it. That's fair. That's fair. But again, I just uh, I'll take the Giants at home and, and again, Lions coming off with two wins in a row. It's just it feels like the time to fade. All right. Uh any other wins? Yeah, I kind of that was that was what I want to talk about taking the Giants. But uh, depending on how the weather goes this week up in in, in the north off of Lake Erie, I mm. or if they play the game there, Bills coming off of two losses in a row against a Cleveland team that I am just I'm done with. They are they are not good. I've heard wow. sometimes maybe their defense, all oh, their underlying metrics wasn't like if they had a hard time with Miami last week in that passing offense. How are they going to do against the Bills in this passing offense this week? I know Josh Allen's been a little loosey goosey with the football. Yeah. Uh, he's had quite a few turnovers, but uh, I think this Browns defense is is really not that great, and that Buffalo could bounce back here. Laying the eight, and again, I'm hoping if, if weather comes into play, uh, it might be over by come Sunday, but there might be two feet of snow on the ground already. Uh, if, if the weather is not too bad during the game and this line comes down because of that and get them below a touchdown, I will be on Buffalo come Sunday. Wow. I'm stunned by that. I mean, the reason being is because I think Cleveland going to Miami, very different kind of game for them to have to play. They couldn't get the run game going. Um, and Buffalo has been getting run on. Buffalo has been getting run on. I'm just, I'm, I think that that, this game's scary because this is a perfect weather game for Cleveland too. I mean, it just it it, it eight is a lot right now. I think Buffalo is really struggling. I, I don't know. This is I, I worry that Buffalo also had uh, five five players in the secondary out last week, which I, they I think did. they're going to get a few of them back this week. So they had a, a mass amount of defensive injuries last week. And again, I think that's it. Uh, again, a, a certain square we know easy money. You bet the under easy in this money. game with the snow, and it's just like. Yeah, every idiot that sees that there's going to be, you know, two feet of snow is going to want to take the under, but it's plummeting right now. Sorry, I'm throwing anything for you. Every idiot in the league is going to do it. But what again, an idiot. This, this just, it just feels, again, it feels like everybody's going to look at, oh, this is too easy. And it, makes, it just makes me want to take the over and Buffalo. I'm not worried about the snow. I mean, Lou, so Lou, is that your last lean before we move on? That's it. Or is, okay. Because so Lou told me that I need two under the weather this week. He put it in. He put it in a chat we had. He said you need two. I said two. It's ridiculous. And then I started looking at the weather, and there's a lot of games that have weather involved. So, um, and this is one of them, and it has nothing to do with the snow. Like the snow, there's a good chance the snow could be over before the game. There are 15 to 25 mile an hour winds in this game. And that is a little scary. And it's 29 degrees. It's gonna be it's gonna be cold. 
It's going to be cold up in Lake Erie. The over-under is 41.5. That is a very low total for Buffalo. I mean, a very low total. The Browns, we know, run the clock out. They average the ball. I think they average, what, 33 minutes a game with the ball in their hands? I don't know. I mean, that, that could be – the wind is what's throwing me here because both teams, Cade York, young kicker, rookie kicker, kicked to LSU, never had to deal with this. Um, the kicking game is where we look to scrape points off the bottom of the barrel. Maybe Buffalo does blow them out. I like the under 41.5 because of the wind, not anything to do with the snow. The snow, I, I could care less about. That has nothing to do with it unless it was happening during the game. The other game that I do think as well, though, is, I mean – it's hard not to take a Jets Patriots under, is it not? I mean, that's a hard one to do. I mean, it's 38 and a half. The books are so smart because the game landed on 39 in New York when they played. So they put it at 38 and a half. It'll be 39 degrees and sunny, but again, more wind. We're talking about 16 mile an hour winds sustained here, 10 to 20 miles an hour with two teams that are going to try and probably run the football more than throw it. It only makes sense to me. So. I'm going to take the Jets and the Patriots under 38 and a half. They've always been good to me with those unders. Cleveland Buffalo under 41 and a half for a double under the weather. Big meteorology spread. I want you to also look in New Jersey for the Giants Lions game. In Baltimore for the the Ravens Panthers game could be another one. A lot of high wins in those games. But the official picks are Cleveland Buffalo under 41 and a half. Jets at New England under 38 and a half. Okay. We need it. This is this has got to be it. I mean, we're talk about a team that needs a win. Where team magic needs a win, I think this week, huh? Let's pull a rabbit out of a hat. Let's do it this week. We're splitting hairs. We're splitting games. I just there's too many good games, Matt, this week for us not to hit. You're probably not going to like the ones I'm picking either, because right, uh, I'm, I'm picking picking the dog you hated the most that I just took here. We're throwing Indianapolis in this again. Because, again, oh, I know you said it's going to be hard to beat the Eagles oh. two weeks in a row. But I – there is something about – I just – there's a there's a palpitation about this Colts team right now. There's a pulse going on in Indianapolis. And I, I really think there's going to be something to, to Jeff Saturday playing his first home game. The Eagles are banged up. Again, I just think it's a bad spot for them. Everybody's going to think it's time for them to bounce back. I just think that – that there is a lot of opportunity for the Colts to control the clock, win this game late, playing at home. We've saw the difference in them playing at home. They beat the Chiefs at home this year when they had Frank Reich and they were playing really, really bad offense. They beat the Chiefs at home this year. And a lot of things happened, but it could happen again. And I couldn't put this team in my favorite five, but they're back to being a dog. And we love to take this team as a dog. This is a very high variance game that we have not talked about yet. Chicago Bears going in the money line oh. <laughs> Justin Fields is just going to be able to run again this week. He has he I mean best fantasy quarterback in the league since the for the past five weeks should continue that again against Atlanta. Neither of these teams can stop the run, and both these offenses just want to run the ball. So it, it's going to be a battle of who can run for more yards this game. There might be 500 total rushing yards between the two teams, but again, I don't think either of these defenses are very good. Uh, Justin Fields has been throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, and not to mention, he gets to go play in a dope. I mean, he, he's been tearing it up on that horrible field out in Soldier Field. Justin Fields is going to look fast on that turf mm -hmm. in Mercedes in the Mercedes-Benz zone. So give me the Colts. Give me the Bears. Uh, slap that together. Colts are plus 245 on the money line. Bears are plus 140. That will get you a plus 728. 
Mm. On the parlay, plus 728, we got to come back in a big way. We are trailing. Uh, and again, this is, I think last week we had what? We had a, we had a pretty Matty Ice one last week with uh, mm-hmm. Denver and the Colts. And now we're just back Seattle. to it again yeah. with the Colts. Oh, it, it, no, it was, it was uh, Denver. Wasn't it? De- or it was Seattle. Yeah, yeah you're Seattle, right. Yeah. Seattle, Seattle and the Colts. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, we got uh, Bears and Colts this week. God bless. I mean, we have so many better games. I mean, goodness. I, I thought about like I thought about taking the Chargers instead of the instead of the Colts. The Steelers would have been like the my Steelers, first Steelers, but again, but I, I don't I don't know if and that one also has just come down more now. Uh, we're gonna get credit for for four because that's where we saw it. Yeah, we said yeah, on the show it is right down to three and a half as as I just looked uh, and the numbers coming down. So I just I, I want a little bit bigger of a number in there. Uh, come on, believe in believe in Jeff Sunday with me. I, <laughs> I mean, God bless the Colts. The Colts that that's that's as ugly as it gets. That's as ugly. Maybe they shouldn't be favored by eight eight points, Eagles. But that's as ugly as it gets. Uh, this is this is, and maybe that's what we need. Maybe we just need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, "You are ugly," and be proud. That's it. Yeah, I'm ugly and I'm proud. <laughs> I love it. All right, Colts and uh, Colts and and I already forgot who Bears, it is. Bears, Bears, Colts and Bears. God bless, I love it. Old Super Bowl rematch, like that. Um, okay, yes, I, I coaxed you, Lewis, last week into into taking a second bet the narrative, and I felt bad about it. But you won the original one, which we should really count as two. So the Colts covered last week. The Cowboys did not. What is in the mystery box for Monday morning when I wake up, I see it, and I say, wow, Lewis was right again. Well, as I scour the internet, uh, I I am really fishing for a narrative here. It is tough picking. Uh, Tom Brady's not playing this week or else I'd be all over the divorce news. Giselle's dating somebody new. I would be all (laughs) over that, all right? you know, and then there's teams I like. I like the Chicago plus three, Indy plus six and a half. I like it, even though that could really go. It's either going to be close or Philly's just going to come back and beat the crap out of the Colts. Uh, and then I liked Minnesota. And then I thought, and I really thought, and I said, after the NFL sent in that fix of a loss last week for Dallas, I'm sorry, fellas. We got a triple mind melt. Oh. Minus one and a half. They, like I said to start the show, 195 and 0. Now 195 and 1. Went up by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. Green Bay has not scored more than 30 points this season. They only scored 31, and they come out with a three-point victory in overtime. They couldn't do anything all year long. Uh, Dallas is driving downfield. Flags left, flags right. Every which way we go, they go for it on fourth down. This is, Dallas is going to win this game. It's only one and a half. It probably should be a little bit more. Wow. Dallas, minus one and a half. And if they lose, I guarantee you, we will be questioning whether Cooper Rush should be the quarterback or not. <laughs> that would be something. And I'll so give you one more, then. I'll give you one more. You got another one? We're not making this an official pick. Okay. Okay. And it pains my heart to say it. But because I don't like the line. But the New England Patriots are gonna win this week. Because then we will both be six and four. Yeah. All right. And I'm hoping the Browns beat the Bills too. 
Because then we'll all be six and four. Oh, yes. Okay. And then your least favorite team will be leading the division. Like they oh, are right now. That, actually. Okay. And we'll all just be sitting there like, how the heck are all three of these teams tied at six and four? I'm not going to take it because I don't like the line. I hope the Jets win. But I've been a Jets fan my whole life. I know the story. I've read the book. Front to back, back to front. <laughs> I, what am I? What am I, stupid? Come on. So I expect your Patriots to win. But Dallas. Minus one and a half. That's your bet the narrative. I love I love the you know, I read Genesis to Revelation on the on the Jets. That's it's so forth. good. Back and forth, cover to cover. Uh, listen, it's not just a triple mind meld, it's a triple mind meld with our number one picks. So yeah. it's that's even crazier. Now I'm very nervous. I hate the Vikings now. I'm starting to hate them because they're <laughs> they're getting away with a lot of stuff they shouldn't get away with. They're so lovable, though. They're so they're so good to watch. I love Justin Jefferson. He's on my fantasy team. I agree with you. I mean, I think this is this is right for the picking. It has to happen this week. It has to. Yeah, we are heavily invested. Heavily, heavily invested. invested. Heavily invested. All right. Here we go. Bear with us, folks. We're big Dallas fans this week. That's got to please a bunch of people. Um, Maddie, run through what our picks are this week, if you please. So I've got uh, Houston plus three at home against the commies. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts plus six and a half at home uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Patriots minus three and a half at home hosting the New York Jets. Pittsburgh plus four at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. And Dallas like one and a half on the road at Minnesota. Um, I have... The New Orleans Saints this week, minus three and a half in a sleepy game down in New Orleans against the Rams. I'm taking the Chargers on Sunday night football against the Chiefs at home, plus five and a half. We're mind melded the next three. Pittsburgh plus four against the, the Bengals. Rah, rah, Mike Tomlin. Houston plus three. Fade that Monday night winner, the Washington Commanders. And, of course, everybody's favorite team, America's team, especially this week. Dallas minus one and a half at Minnesota. The under the weather is a double, double shot. Cleveland at Buffalo under 41 and a half. Jets at Patriots under 38 and a half. And the Magic Money Line Parlay, Matthew. Yes, the Magic Money Line Parlay. Bears and Colts for a combined plus 730, 728 on the parlay. Mmm, love it. One bet the narrative. We all know what it is. Put that star in your helmet. I feel like we're gonna. I feel like we're stars right now. I feel. I. I feel like we're so good at this. We've been so good at this all season. I think we could be considered stars. Humble beginnings, but stars. I'm pretty happy we don't have a head to head this week, Dan. Things I had pretty to get happy. away with it. It's been going bad. It's been going south. We're getting close to getting 500 over the past few years in those games. So pretty happy we we're we're aligned on more of these games than we are against. I agree. I agree. We, we need less division in our lives, especially in this country. Um, let us tell you that you can listen to us anytime, anywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great thing at the Sunday card on Twitter for our picks on Sunday morning. Lewis, enjoy it. Jets Pats this week. It's Jets week. It's my favorite week, favorite two weeks of the year. It's going to be a lot of fun. God bless you, my friend. Uh, I'll see you after uh, we're both six and four, buddy. Ah, uh, he like he knows too. I mean, it's and I don't want to. I don't want to bash him because it's just the way. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm gonna hate it if you're wrong. I'm honestly gonna hate it. It'll be tough, Matthew. 
riding in with Vegas this week. Got to get a win this week, right? I, I dude, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm so done. They couldn't be just one of the Season's worst. The, the, the Titans, yeah. I mean, this. Uh, I had all the hope for them coming out of coming out of the bye week to show confidence on offense, and they scored ten points. So the offense is cooked. What can you do? You move on. I mean, and, and we move on. And we go, well, we come. We, we only signed the guy for seven years, so I don't, I'm not going to be moving on soon. <laughs> not too long. It's going to be tough. Hey, Turkey Day next week, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. Big time. We will let you know on a schedule. Update you on the Twitter about what we're going to do, when we're going to put out a show, how we're going to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, for Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver, and for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Perricone, I'm Dan Zampano. Let's do it again, Matty. Let's ride. Let's ride. We'll see you next week. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.